A podcast network. Hi, I'm Caroline Keys, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our Synchronicity Radio Eight Ball, give us a shake. It's the Radio Eight Ball Show. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Black National Studios in Missoula, Montana on January 26th, 2019, with our musical guest, Butte, a band called Butte. Welcome to Butte's. Butte's. Oh, okay. Hello. I got... Okay. Buttes. Yeah. Sorry. I just got this information. I thought all yeah. for the last two shows I've been introducing that we were going to be... That Sandman, the rapping cowboy, was going to be tributing trib- Beat Happening on this episode. And then just this morning I found out it's not Sandman. This is the this is not the Buttes. And it's not Butte, for those of you who would be foolish enough to think it's so. It's actually Buttes. A band called Buttes that's going to be here tributing the... Uh, I don't know. The quintessential... Olympia band beat happening, and they are, uh, if not led, then let's say fronted by our old friend Chris Sand. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball one more time, Sandman. It's great to be back. And Chris, would you mind telling us about who is with you, who's the band here? Yes, on bass and vocals, we have Benta Grindy, and on drums, we have Drew Featherhalf, who Wait, say say hi when he introduces you, oh, yeah. so we hear your voice. Hi, that's Benta. I'm that's Benta. Benta, and you're the daughter of Linda Grindy, who was on our last show with Ermina. That's right. Yeah. It's also, you know, we're we're all so woven in here. It's really great, and and so and who's on the drums? Who's the silent man making the funny faces? <laughs> that's Drew Featherhalf. Drew hey. Featherhalf. Hi. Feather off, feather off, feather off. Got it. And so now uh, you have uh, you've invited. We got some crazy, some some wonderful guests that are going to be joining us. First of all, we're going to be joined by two members of Beat Happening, right? That's correct. Calvin Johnson and Brett Lunsford, two of my neighbors from Olympia. I currently live in Olympia, as many people. I'm, I, yeah, I currently live there. I'm currently residing in. Missoula for one more day, mm-hmm. uh, and and then who else? Who else is going to be joining us here? We've got uh, Bonnie Tarsus, okay, Roy Ivy, Roy Ivy, and, and Roy is going to be singing with you on some of on at least one of these on songs. One song, yeah, got it, and maybe some other things. Uh, Jenny Montgomery, yes, and what's what's Jenny's deal? Jenny uh, lives here in Missoula. She used to live in Olympia, Washington, and she was in a band back in the day when. Beat Happening was playing, so she's friends with them. Cool, 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 cool. What's the band? Uh, her band was something like Turkey Run. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Run, turkey, run. Okay, mm. and then uh, is that it? Yeah, it looks like that's our... Oh, and then, of course, Sasha Bell is going to yeah, be returning, uh, who was uh, on the episode with the Essex screen that we did a few months back, is now is going to be joining us at the end of the show. So, wonderful. And now you have eight songs on the board. That's right. Numbered one through eight. Those are going to be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. Would you mind playing some music while I read the song titles for you? Song number one, Cast a Shadow. Song number two, I Spy. Song number three, Teenage Caveman. Song number four, Your Asterisk. Song number five, Angel Gone. Song number six, What Was Me. Song number seven, Indian Summer. And song number eight, Foggy Eye. And those will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations throughout the course of the show. As we said, we're going to have six questions from your invited guests, some of them on the phone, some of them in the studio. And the last question of the show is going to be coming from you, the band, the band Buttes. People get right, get that right. That's like, is it like Butte, Montana? Or like, she's a Butte. He's a Butte. They're a Butte. We're a Butte. They're Buttes. They're Buttes. Yeah, Butte, man. Um... So actually, the first day it was Buttes, spelled B-U-T-T-E-S, but it looked too much like butts. butts. So we changed it to Buttes because yeah, Buttes happening are a bunch of be- beautiful people, and so are these. People. Okay, so the Buttes are really—it's really a beat happening tribute band. There isn't like a Buttes no. album or like Buttes. This is oh, beautiful, yeah, beauteous. <laughs> so well, anyway, we, you have written down uh, a question from the band. For the the pop oracle, this will be the question, which will be the last question, which will be answered by the last song on the board. And for all you paper fetishists who tune in just for this moment, here's the question. It's real. And it sounds so good. Okay, stick around for the end of the show for one more moment of paper fetishism. And now we get to... My sometimes least favorite, sometimes favorite part of the show where I ask a question for the Pop Oracle. No, it's never my favorite part of the show. It's one of the things where uh, I hate it every time, but if I didn't get to do it, I would be so bummed out. Maybe other people asking a question can relate. Like, it's, it's hard to think of a question. And the way I, what I try and do for myself with it is I try and ask a question that's particularly embarrassing or too, you know, too much, too much information to try and make space for other people to be as out there as they want to be. So my question, this is a pretty, this is a pretty potent show for me because I'm from Olympia. And as people who listen to the show know, I have all kinds of interesting relationships with Olympia. I wrote a book called Accidental Initiations in the Kabbalistic Tree of Olympia that describes a fair amount of my odd relationship and then there's things that have happened since then we may get into those Uh, but it's just it's super exciting for me to be a part of this very olympia event in exile of you know outside of olympia and that's all because of chris sand who is uh singing can be singing most of the songs and so uh, when we were when i was talking with sandman about this chris i call him sandman because that's a lot of people know he's yeah. Sandman the Rapping Cowboy. Do you still go by that much? You I mostly do. go as Chris Sand online. Yeah, but, you know, it's right. fluid. So, we call you Sandman. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. 
Sandman. Yeah, Chris Sand. So, yeah, when we were talking about this, I just got really excited about the idea of, <laughs> of coming to Missoula to do an Olympia show because right now it's kind of hot for me to do shows in Olympia. Um, and recently, it's funny, there, this, this show happens on multiple timelines. So one, this will be coming out in the, at the end of April. I Today, the show that is coming out was recorded, that today when we're recording this on January 26th, the show that's coming out that people are hearing was recorded in October uh, with the, the Ira Marlowe show. Fans of the Radio 8 Ball show have been following along. That was a really fun one. Um, and then coming up next week in this current day timeline, hang with me, people. You, we get a little bit non-temporal, but it's all, it's all going to make sense. So the show that's coming out next week is going to be a very hot one for Olympia. Uh, people who've been following along will have known, will have already experienced that, and it's the show where David Rovix is our musical guest. And I, I mean, I'll tell you a little bit about it. People who have listened already know the whole thing, but basically, I had a conversation with David about uh, the difference between uh, pointing out anti-Semitism and calling someone anti-Semitic, and we're talking particularly about how. Uh, even though it's not anti-Semitic to criticize Israel, a lot of times when criticism of Israel comes up, there's immediately someone who shouts in some weird anti-Semitic things that makes it hard to have a conversation about if you're sensitive to that. And in the course of talking about how I was going to have this conversation on the air, someone, a local person in Olympia, posted this thing online saying, Andras Jones is going to go on his radio show and call me an anti-Semite. And a bunch of people all piled in on this thread, and they haven't heard. I mean, now, by the time this thing comes out, they will have, maybe they will have listened, but it will have come out, and it will have been clear that that is not what happened. But in the interim, there's all these, it created all of this stuff. And so I'm feeling kind of hot about Olympia. Like, this is going to be a, all, I, I will post that guy's post and say to every say, hey, since you were all fine jumping on this post, maybe you should listen to the conversation that we were having. Mm -hmm. And I'm almost tempted, and when I was thinking about this session, as we were coming to coming to this, I was thinking, that's what I wanted to ask about. Will those people listen to this? But then I woke up in Missoula this morning and it was just gorgeous. It was so beautiful. And I was just thinking, I might actually get kind of choked up. I've had such an amazing time here. And I had this, like, a vision of the future. Like, I could do this. I could really... I've done this a few times going to different towns. But this is the first time really just going blank to a place that I kind of... Like, I used to play here, but I really don't know anyone here. And I came here, and I, I'm staying in this beautiful Airbnb above Bernice's Bakery. And the mountain's amazing. And everyone's just been so super sweet. And Sandman's hooked me up with the best people. And clearly, he's doing great work in Missoula around confronting anti-Semitism. And it makes it a really safe place to be. And so I just had this. So even though I wanted to presence that uh, situation because it's very hot for me and because it made some reason that it's kind of hard for me to do. The, the other thing that was weird, that that David Rovix show was the first time I decided to do Radio 8 Ball in Olympia after doing it as a podcast. So I bring it back to Olympia and the first time I uncork something there, it, I just get slammed with that. Mm. And so it's just like, ah. I love this place. I don't want to leave it for good, 
but I want to go away as much as possible. And I just had this vision of like, I could go anywhere in the world where there's a studio and an artist who I know who knows other great artists. I could do this in so many cities. And, and it was just like this amazing vision, like this moment of all of the shit clearing. It's almost like the sky's got blue in, in Missoula today. That's what it felt like had happened in my head. And I had this great idea of like, oh, that's what I want to ask. Hmm. Fuck worrying about the, like those things will work themselves out and I got to have those fights. And I got to have those dramas and I got to talk about them and I got to be loud about them and I'm not going to pretend that they don't exist. But the truth is that what's exciting is, could I do this? Hmm. Could I just go like once a month <laughs> to some city, hmm. check into a really beautiful place and hang out with the best and coolest, most interesting musicians and artists for like 12 hours of synchronicity in music. Like even as I'm saying it, my body is like, I'm feeling chills all over my body because it's like, I'm so inspired by that. So that's my question for the pop oracle. Can I do this? Is this, could I really make this my life? Just going around and sharing music and synchronicity with amazing people. So now to engage the pop oracle, I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 we love it. Song number five from the Beat Happening catalog, performed by Buttes, Angel Gone. <laughs> How dare you cry, angel gone, cheating lie, cheating lie, angel gone, when you have no one tomorrow, there'll be no kind hearts to borrow, your galley slave stop rowing, you don't know where you're going, but you go there all the time. You were an angel Turned into a stranger Heart-shaped wings and halo You love to spin your fables To the music we were making And then the harp strings started breaking They stopped cold in winter time Trying, angel gone to wear a halo all the time. Angel gone when it gets a little crooked. You find another saint who's looking, still, your heaven ends in ruins. You don't know what you're doing, but you do it all the time. You do it all the time. Talk to 
and I miss your shouldn't talk tos and I miss your tender side. Ah, should we try? Angel gone, crash in heaven one more time. Angel gone, grab Gabriel's horn, start calling. All the angels who have fallen, playing Russian roulette with Satan. We'll ram those pearly gates in St. Peter, he won't. He won't mind Angel gone 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 that was Angel Gone from Buttes doing Beat Happening. And what, uh, we, what Beat Happening record is this from? That's on Music to Climb an Apple Tree by. Music to Climb an Apple Tree by. And that was the answer to my question. Can I do this? Can I just take this Radio 8 Ball thing around the world and get to, I mean, it seems so idyllic and amazing. Uh, knowing there'll be hard days too, but just what a what a, I think if I could imagine a life that would be pretty sweet. Uh, so yeah, so that was the answer to my question. And now Calvin isn't here to tell us about what the song means. He will be for a few of these, at least for one of these interpretations. But I want to. Uh, I'm just kind of curious what made you pick this song, Chris, for for this set. Yeah. Well. Uh... I just think it's a very catchy, beautiful song about, you know, I went through a divorce recently and just, it's kind of a song about losing a, your your angelic other into the ether and and just that, uh, the sadness and the, and the yearning is just a, a big, beautiful stew of emotion. Yeah? Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. Also, I feel like the imagery in that song is particularly vivid and typical of Calvin's lyrics. And it's just kind of fun to see him play with the idea of the uh, loss of illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And some, some really some nifty little rhymes there. Mm-hmm. Satan, Gates in. Curly Gates, and that's really nice. I had some ideas about how that would answer my question. I'm curious if you have any. Do you have any? Did you have any thoughts while you were singing? Well, first thought I had was you. You mentioned David Rovix. Yeah. And the very first song I ever played in Olympia was on David Rovix guitar. I played the ballad of Pee Wee Herman, which is about anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, at open mic. Right. I didn't have. I went to watch the open mic, and he, you know, he's a. He's an activist, and I was like, oh, I got inspired after I heard him, and I was like, can I borrow your guitar? And I didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good guy. Yeah. He, he, and, you know, he's, he's a good communist, gave you, shared his guitar. Ownership is theft. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and he gave me a stamp of approval of the song. Too. Good. Yeah, that's great. Uh, was this at the Evergreen 
the open mic or the Smithfield? Where was Evergreen. It? Evergreen open mic. Mm-hmm. That's where I met you. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, there was, okay, so there's, there's some crazy synchronicities there. So the first thing, Angel Gone, I imagine, imagine myself as the, got, like the angel of Olympia leaving mm-hmm. Olympia to go do these things, to fly other places. And it made me think, it's so funny because, I don't know if you remember this, Sandman, but I've thought about it a lot because I, I recently came out with a record that I've been carrying around for a long time. And in it, there's a line about the angels looking over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if you said this in response to this song or was in something else, but it was like one of those syncs, synchronicity things where I think you were sort of like, it's so funny, like this is how complex anti-Semitism is. Like you were saying something that was sort of as an ally, but it stuck in my head all the time <laughs> I was making this record. You said something like, oh, well, Jews aren't going to sing about angels. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've had this record I've been carrying around for this whole time. I'm like... I guess we do. <laughs> I, I, I stand corrected. <laughs> but, and I, and, but I've always remembered that moment as being like, I know we did. I, I don't think he was referring to, like, I know we didn't mean to say it so it would get stuck in my head like this, but it's still there. So that's also, I guess that goes to, like, just how much uh, for myself, no matter where I go, I'm still going to have my mind. I'm still going to be have these experiences in my mind that I'm still going to be having to work through and having to mm. do my work wherever I am, right? Yeah. To to de-escalate things in my mind that they can just go mm-hmm. fire, go on fire. Well, that was a slightly anti-Semitic thing to say on a very mild level. Cause <laughs> but I, but I, but the way you were saying me. it was sort of like it was more like a knock at Christianity and people who are angel angel right. people who are, who see devils and yeah. and so it was like a statement of solidarity. It wasn't right. like Jews can't sing of angels. It was like why would Jews have the bother singing about stupid angels? <laughs> right. They got more to worry about. Yeah, right, exactly. So, but it was just I mean, that again, for all of you people out there who can't tell the difference between talking about anti-Semitism and calling someone an anti-Semite, this is an example. <laughs> Chris Sand is the furthest thing from it. But because he says it to someone who has anti-Semitism in their brain, some things are going to get caught in the matrix of it, mm. even if it's not intentional. And if you don't, if you get all freaked out and escalate things when someone points it out to you, then you miss the opportunity to have this fun conversation with a Jew. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. I've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> we all have. I mean, yesterday on the show, I was talking about stupid things I said and thought about uh, Bikini Kill when I thought. So, I mean, they were all positive, but I was still positive in a stupid way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's, you know, that's the best we can do. Yeah. It's where you start, you know? So anyway, uh, and there was another thing. Oh, the best part, the best synchronicity in this, and this goes to Calvin, and we're going to bring him on really in just in the next segment. This line, oh, I'm, this is so emotional for me. I don't know why. It's just crazy. I see you alone and I worry and the past starts getting blurry when he sings. The, the, this, this is who Calvin Johnson is for me. I have a really hard time. I've always had a really hard time with the local music scene. Um, it's just not my vibe. And a lot, of, a lot of the people in Olympia are very, they're sort of mean amateurs. Mm. So like people who don't learn, don't want to like, put in the work to like become great musicians. This is the real generality and this doesn't apply to beat happening or to Calvin, but there's just a lot of people who just look down their nose at people who I think are really great musicians in town. Not, not even including myself, just, you know, guys like who have been on the show, like Scott Taylor and Peter David Connolly, great pop, like craftsman songwriter people. And then you'll have some sort of skinny heroin punk 
who's got a record deal with one of like kill rock stars or something looking down their nose at those people. And I just, I, ew, it really uh, rubbed me wrong. And I think, but this is why I want to bring this up because Calvin, who is sort of the king of that scene has never been like that. My memory of Calvin is being at parties where I felt like so uncomfortable. And the only person who came up to me to talk to me was Calvin. Mm. And that's why I think that's one of the things I really was excited about doing this here, because even though the Olympia scene that he sort of, I don't even really presides over, that he has been elevated by and that he, he created and has been built on his shoulders in a lot of ways, that it's not that he at the center of it is, has maintained as a neighbor this deep, you know, soulful, thoughtful humanness. He's always been a righteous, you know, treated me like I was a, you know, a neighbor and a peer. And it's, uh, and that's why I, even though I'm, this is kind of my way to get into his music because mm-hmm. I have, I've been so triggered by the whole scene there. It's hard for me to get into you know, it has to be Bikini Kill smashing me over the head and blowing me away with their zeitgeisty fierceness. <laughs> I got it got through, but uh, but yeah, Calvin just always been the sweetest guy, and that line is the thing I love about him, and uh, that I'm uh, looking forward to inviting into this session because I think that's why you, I think you resonate with him, Chris, because mm-hmm. you're very much like that. He's a lyrical genius. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is what I'm getting to. I'm going to get into the lyrical genius. I'm into just the fact it's very hard to be very, to be successful in a scene and maintain your humanity enough that you can give attention to some to people who you can to the point where you have enough attention that you can pay attention to people who don't feel included. Gotcha. And some of the most talented, the best people, like the you know, you say you don't want to meet your rock star heroes, but sometimes you when you do, they actually live up to it. You know, I got to meet Bruce Springsteen once. Mm. He was like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to play open mics with Beck, and then I ran into him years, years later, and he was like that. Like after years, like after years of stardom and of people saying you're better or were you gatekeepering you, that you still have the time where you could. Both those people seem like people who could, and Calvin's like that too. Mm. It will take a half an hour to talk to someone who, who someone else might look look down at. So, mm. anyway, uh, I guess I. Oh, damn. That probably went kind of long. Okay, well, I needed that. Thank you very much. Show's over. No. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. We're going to get into it now. Next up is going to be Calvin Johnson, and I appreciate your letting me work out my shit on this show. Okay. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show.